Our learning should be Le'ilei Nishmas Moshe Ben Ami Pidchas Eliezer. So we're going to discuss um, what and how we treat Jewish people who left the faith, who left the religion and went and adopted, God forbid, other, uh, another religion. And if they want to do tshuva, how we should deal with them? And similarly, what if they didn't yet really fully do tshuva, how do we deal with them? So, there is, unfortunately, various scenarios in which we find where Jewish people can um, adopt another faith. One scenario would be maybe because the father was not a Jew, the mother is Jewish, she married a a non-Jew, and uh, let's say the father wanted to baptize the child. Although the child is born to a Jewish mother, but he was baptized or something like that, right? Or treated as Muslim or whatever to a Muslim father. So that's one scenario. Another potential scenario could be where, let's say, one of the the non-educated Jewish person, maybe not religious home, and, you know, in in school, public school or high school or something, or college, the missionaries uh, influenced the person and started to follow in, let's say, Christianity or some other religion believing in uh, idolatrous beliefs. So how do we look at this? So without going into the whole uh, back and forth, the bottom line is, is that Christianity and these, this type of religion, whether it's, you know, it's a Trinity belief system or shito for the like, but the bottom line is, is that it's probably touching on absolute of Odazara, idolatry, belief in a certain uh, person as a deity, maybe the bowing down to uh, certain structures or like a cross or the like that has a form of avodah zara. And let's just say that the person didn't have such, uh, wasn't so, you know, maybe didn't believe in the person as some deity. Maybe, let's just say not. But nonetheless, even if that wasn't the case, that they don't bow down, none of that, still the mere fact of them accepting upon themselves some person or people who, who create a new religion claiming that uh, that they have new prophecies which go against the Torah, that's that's heresy. The Ramam talks about, uh, you know, even a, a, a person who looks like a proper Navi and they tell you to do things that are not what Moshe said or, you know, that's forbidden, that's in Yisraeli Torah, uh, the laws of Yisraeli Torah chapter 9, how much more so if somebody buddy, uh, believes in some new religion which totally changes what, you know, against Judaism. So certainly that's some form of um, prohibition and uh, a vote is ours. So regardless, redopt, adopting a new religion is a terrible, terrible avera for a Jew. The question though is, do they lose their uh, Judaism? Do they lose it as a result of them adopting a new religion? So we do have a Gemara. And this is a general rule, a very important kalal. And this is in the Gemara in um, Sanhedrin 44a. And there it's talking about the intro, introduction to the Gemara. That it's talking about when B'nai Yisrael in Sefer Yeshua, they, they fought a, a battle 
And they were told, don't take any of the spoils of the war in Achavur. But they did. They took it afterwards. So the Gemara says that a Yisrael, Afal Pishachet Yisrael, right? So even that though an Israel, meaning a Jewish person, sinned, he's still called Yisrael, even though, even though that he sinned. So Rabbi Abba, Abba Barzavda says that even when the Jewish people have sinned, right? That, that's the, the point that they're still called Yisrael. Rabbi Abba says, he brings an example. He says, this is what people say. And he goes, an asa is like a myrtle. So he says that a myrtle is found among thorns. Its name is myrtle. And people call it myrtle. Again, even though that, that it can look, you know, get a little camouflage with other things. So a Jew, the idea is that they keep their status seemingly under, even after sins. Now, the Marsha goes even maybe, you know, a step further, you know, and the Marsha is not necessarily halachic uh, posik work. It's more of a commentator, camp commentary, just to flavor and, and bring more insight to the Gemara. But the Marsha does say that even a Jew who transgressed on the whole Torah, he or she, she, he or she is still a Jew and not a Gentile for halachic matters. That's what the Marsha writes in that Gemara. With all, uh, with with that mentioned, again, that Gemara is not talking about any sin. It specifically was talking about how the Jews took cherem; they took some items of war that they weren't supposed to take. It's not. It wasn't talking about, uh, say, adopting another religion. So I will just say that there are many questions that come up. For example, let's say that a person that adopted a new religion is. Does a kiddushin? Let's say he, he marries off a woman. He didn't believe, you know, he believed in other religion, and he gives kiddushin. Is, is she considered married? Would his kiddushin be valid if he gave a get? Would it be valid? I, I mean, if he was a yavam, meaning his brother passed away, and he's the surviving brother, does she need to do a, a, a chalitza, or does she need to, with this this brother? These are halakhic questions that come up, and there are. Actually, a, a debate in the in the, the Rishonim and Gaonim um, on these matters, and the question basically is: How much do we treat the Mumar, the apostate? Um, do we treat him as a non-Jew in certain regards, or do we say he's a hundred percent Jewish in every single detail? That that is a discussion. And similarly, there might be a difference between a regular mumer. A mumer is generally translated as an apostate, where he just doesn't keep Shabbos. He, he doesn't keep the mitzvahs, right? There's a difference maybe between someone who's a mumar, an apostate. We know that if you break the Shabbos, it's in a way you're considered like a, a non-Jew, right? Um, is there a difference between that and a mishumid? A mishumid is, is generally somebody who abandons the Jewish religion completely and adopts a new religion. Would we say that a mishumid is even worse than a mumar? The fact that not only is, he doesn't keep Shabbos if he t- t- took another religion, but he's, 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 he's a practicing Christian or a or something like that, would that be even more severe? Thus, would that create a bigger question mark if he has any Jewish status? Maybe this idea that a person always remains a Jew is only talking about someone who violates mitzvahs, but not. maybe it doesn't refer to someone who, who adopts a new religion. So in fact, um, the Chassam Seifer, Chassam Seifer in Chelek Vav, Volume 6, Tshuva 56, Nun Vav, 
he explains that the opinion that basically, uh, let's say you had a, 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 a chalitza that needed to be done, a brother who passed away childless, uh, a husband passed away childless, so then the mitzvah of yibum or chalitza would fall on the brother. So let's say that brother was, you know, a complete, rejected the whole Torah and everything. So there's an opinion there that he doesn't have a chiyav, he doesn't have an obligation to, the wife doesn't need to wait for him for chalitza or anything, she, we assume he wouldn't do it anyways. And the idea is that, there's, again, a debate on the matter. But the Chassam Sever says that it has to be that the, that the, the opinion who says that it's on, I think it's Mordechai, who says that it's not necessary that you could ignore that living brother because he's a, he abandoned the faith, would be specifically talking about a Meshumid, meaning a brother who not only he doesn't keep mitzvahs, but much more than that, he took upon himself another religion. In such a case, then we say that he's, we, we don't have to, uh, we can ignore him. The idea of uh, the mitzvah of is generally that when the brother passes away, so we want to establish his name again, right? So if, if this person is like a shaygitz, as they say, he's, he's abandoned everything, he's doing other religion, we don't want him to keep the name of, 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 of you know, he's, 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 a, he's an Israel, he's another Israel, he's, 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 he's abandoned the religion, he took another religion on him, so, so, that, so that's what the Chassam Sefer says. Now, whereas a regular mumer, an apostate, who desecrates Shabbos, oh, such a wife, yeah, according to that, you know, that, stringent, that opinion, would require chalitza from such a brother. There's a Sefer, also called Mishnah Seger, Page 259, and he goes to this at length, and he quotes the idea that it's interesting. We find by Yitzchak that the, the Zera, the children of Yitzchak, are, are Yaakov and their children, right? Whereas by Esav, we don't call the Esav and his descendants the Zera Yitzchak. We don't call them the descendants of Yitzchak. Why not? They really are. The answer is, and he says, I think he quotes from his father, the Mishnah Lachos. That Esav was mamish, a new religion. He started a new, new way of completely abandoning Judaism. And Bimele, he's like a high-level mumar or a mishumad, a mishumad where he completely so said, therefore he's like he's lost his identity. And therefore we don't call him the descendants of Yitzchak. Okay. So now, nonetheless... As long as, so now let's go back to the question, the person, the child, or, or, you know, was baptized, or, or the person uh, was involved with missionaries and got, got off the track. And now he's got all these bad, mistaken beliefs. So now, can you, get him, can you allow him to go to a, a shul or the like? So again, if this person is currently influenced by beliefs in yashka and other uh, idolatrous beliefs, so this person is a mazik. We don't want to, is a danger. We don't want to have them in our, in our shuls. They could influence other people to avoid azar. Sometimes the person might keep it to themselves. And sometimes their whole thing is to get other people to believe in the, in, in the missionary stuff. So you can't bring them to public settings. It's also a bit of a chilu Hashem. People say, oh, the missionary. Oh, so I guess the rabbi proves of it. You know, so, we, so that's not okay. That's, therefore, you, you can't allow them in a shul if the question is asked. The answer is no. Again, we're not talking about somebody who maybe we don't know what his beliefs are, and he, you know, 
talking about somebody we know he believes in, in another religion, so we really shouldn't allow him to come in a public setting of a shul or the like. However, if one can try to bring this person back to turn mitzvahs in a non-communal setting, not around other Jewish, but like the, the, the rabbi, the friend will try to speak to the person and influence them in a proper way, not in the setting of others, then that, that would be, it, it could be done. In fact, we find, you know, that Hashem would always send the prophets to rebuke the Jewish people who served the Also in the laws of Ribis, in Yoridea 159, uh, it bring, the Ramah, basically how is under, bringing from the Rambam, that when a child was raised in a, a, a upsetting um, upbringing, so even if later on, you know, he's told, yeah, the Jewish people exist and he's not following them. So, you know, we don't, we, we, we uh, he should not be treated as a regular mummer, that he's a deliberate, uh, spiteful sinner. And therefore, because if he grew up with these mistakes, uh, in his mind, we don't have an allowance to lend him money with collecting ribis. Normally, a, a real mummer, where we know he do it, in, where he 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 had a proper education, he's choosing to, you know, not follow any of the Torah mitzvahs. It says in the Shulchanach, you can you can collect interest from him. Chayachich is only you know we don't want to collect the ribis from someone. We don't want them to have a hard time financially, but we don't care if the person is 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 a mummer. But in a case where it's the children, they grew up, they didn't know better, then we, we don't have to, we don't say that. We can't, we can't uh, collect interest from them. And the Alter Rebbe in Hilchas Ribis Veiska in 79, he also basically says, that even if the child would later learn about Judaism, but he doesn't know any better. He, he's still forced with his, his ideas that were indoctrinated in his mind, and therefore you have no right to lend with interest. Okay. So now I want to, um, so now, so if a baptized Jew has shown sincerity and they want to now return to Judaism, so of course we should re-accept them. And remember, as we did say earlier, that even though a Jew sins, he still stays a Jew. So, so even though there are different level of errors, and this could be, you know, as bad as it gets, um, marrying, um, well, well, here we're talking about serving another religion or idolatry and the like, but certainly, if they want to come back, we can take them back. Now, the question is, how do we take them back? So the Ramah in the in the laws of in like in the laws of Geras and stuff. So in uh, Yordea two sixty eight twelve, and also in two sixty seven eight, he's quoting from a Nimuki Yosef. He says that it, that if a mumer, yeah, if he does tshuva, he should go and. Immerse in a mikvah and accept the words of Divri Chaveris, like the words of the rabbis, in front of three people, meaning ideas in front of a bezdin. However, not everyone agrees with the, the Ramah. In fact, the Rashbanir in a tshuva, he argues and he says that a person who's a mumer to an idolatry, all he needs to do is basically accept the words of the rabbis in front of three people and regret his previous, uh, you know, following other religions. But he doesn't really need to. Um, he does not need to go in Tovel in a mikvah. So, and, and even the Ramah who writes that he should, yes, Tovel, you know, immerse in a mikvah, it's only lechatchila. He says this is not a biblical requirement because really in theory he's Jewish. It's just a, rabbinically it's proper to do it. And some people write that that was the custom, like the marshal says that was the custom. They actually did Tovel in a mikvah. 
there's an interesting sefer put out by um, called Atzei B'Samim. Um, it, was, you know, it was a rabbi who lives in Lakewood, uh, Rabbi Mendel Sandrovic. So he, he, he writes about this. If a person wanted to do tshuva and they uh, were baptized maybe as a child, but you know, they're not all the way there yet, they still haven't fully gotten ready to do full tshuva, but they just you know, do not want to, uh, they, they don't want to be part of Christianity or anything like that. Do they, should they still tovo and mikvah? He says, maybe not in that case, because they're not fully ready. But he says an interesting thing at the end. He says, being that we mentioned that there is an argument, if there's a need altogether to do to tovo and a mikvah, accepting the words of his, in front of three rabbis, yes, he should do. But if there's a need to go to mikvah, we said it seems to be an argument of the Ramah and the Mechaber, more or less. And uh, the Rashba and also in the Rashba says it doesn't need the Ramah says it's you should do uh, at least rabbinically. He says, but the bottom line is since we see that it's not ironclad requirement, at least not according to all the opinions. So he says you have to look at the case by case circumstances. Sometimes if you're going to tell them to go and immerse in a mikveh, that's going to strengthen them and they're going to go and be even stronger in their, in, their, in their tshuva. And that's a good thing. But sometimes for other people, maybe it's going to weaken them. Maybe it's going to make them feel so frightened and they're not going to, it's going to get them off the path of proper where they should be going. And as he says, you know, every wise person is, you have to see the circumstances. Thus a basin should decide if it's, if it's needed, if they feel it's the right thing to do for him to go to mikvah or not. Okay, we should have only good news, Bezos Hashem.